Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Welcome back to the Not So Perfect Christian Life with Hannah and Joy. And very excitingly tonight for us, we've got Wendy Mann joining us. So me, I know me and Joy have both really enjoyed her book, Naturally Supernatural. Um, and Joy, I think we, we talked about that book, didn't we, Joy? And then you did the course yeah. Yeah. Uh, afterwards. So yeah. very fortunate and blessed you. So, Met Wendy, we're so pleased to have you with us. If you just want to kind of fill in our listeners a little bit about who you are and what your journey, you're speaking, we're speaking together about identity today. So it'd just be great to hear a little bit about what that means and what your journey with that subject has been. Yeah. So over to you. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, just, <laughs> in, just to let people know a bit about, bit about me, I'm based in Bedford. I came here as a student and I've now lived in Bedford longer than I lived at home. So I won't tell you how old I am, but I've been here for a long time. Um, uh, trained as a teacher, but then um, uh, taught a little bit, but then worked for the church for many years. And just a couple of years ago, launched my own ministry called Wendy Man Equip. And yeah, just living the dream, trying to be led by Jesus and do what he's asking me to do. And um, I'm single with no kids, so I've got a bit of flexibility to to respond to what he wants me to do so yeah having having a great time and uh, the identity the identity journey for me has been uh, <laughs> the thing about the identity journey for me is it's 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 a lifelong thing so mm. I don't know if that helps people like, I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you just you, ne- <laughs> you, you never arrive in realizing oh this is who I am and I'm now completely secure in my identity yeah. in Christ yeah that's not been yeah. my experience um yeah it's probably been the area I've experienced most most battle. The biggest battle probably is around my identity. Mm. But I do remember one key moment, which will uh, give you some insight into, into my journey in this, was when years ago now, I was, it was working in the church and I was, um, I was having a whinge with Jesus about <laughs> what my title should be. Mm. So I'm in the church <laughs> and I'm like, I... I, I I, I I don't think I'm an evangelist. I I, I can't. I, I'm not going to be an elder. Uh, I, I don't really know where I fit. And I was like, God, what is my title? What am I meant to be <laughs> aiming for? What should yeah. I be called? And I remember having this time with Jesus, and He just very clearly said to me, Wendy, I just want you to focus on one title, and it's daughter. And he said, uh, to, he said to oh. me, if you if you concentrate on learning to be a daughter, um, I will sort everything else out. Mm. And that was that was years and years ago. And uh, that's I'm still on the journey. So I think I think yeah. the whole revelation and truth of the fact that we're daughters, sons yeah. of God blows my mind. Mm. And I think it's easy to know this stuff as theory. Yeah. But for me, it's the journey of trying to actually learn what does it mean to be a daughter and what does it mean to be, to have God as my father and actually allow him to father me. Mm. All of that is a huge part of the journey I'm on and st- still am on. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you guys can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I was just going to ask you before we jump in. Um, so what do you think it looks like for you um, being God's daughter then? <laughs> I think I'm still learning. <laughs> um, I think, I think, for me, I think I when I look back to being a daughter and my parents, my parents were amazing, but I think I think I shut myself off from being a daughter quite early on. I was quite independent mm. and thought, I don't know, when you're younger, you kind of think I just need to know how to do this, and so I just, you yeah. know, just going to do it at my own strength, and so. I feel like I'm trying to regress a bit in terms of actually what does it mean to actually be a daughter and allow God to be my father and I think it's it's many things to be honest I think it's realizing my need realizing yeah. that I don't have all the answers I think that the whole journey of becoming childlike is a huge journey you know it says mm. in scripture unless you turn and become like a child you can't inherit the kingdom of God mm. and I think for me that's to do with the way I think 
am I thinking like a child? I feel like there's so much we can learn from children about how to be sons and daughters to a perfect Mm. father. So it's knowing my need. It's coming to the father with that need. It's learning to receive from him. It's recognising I'm weak. Yeah. It's recognising I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I think I love to say to people, I I don't know about you guys, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just just trying to follow Jesus really closely. And um, so it's, yeah, it's a whole host of those kind of things, I think. So what, what I'm sure there's, I want to pick into more of what you're saying there about what it is. But before we do that, I just really wanted to kind of get your thoughts on like, why, why does it matter? And also like, well, why does it matter to kind of have a sense of identity or like, and I suppose when we're saying that, we're saying knowing who you are. Yeah. So you've talked about being a daughter of God. So why what has drawn you in on kind of focusing on this and why do you th- why do you think it matters um that we know who we are mm. well i think you know it says doesn't it i can't remember the scripture be transformed by the renewing of your mind so the thing that changes you is yeah. the way you think about yourself yeah. and the way you think about yeah. god mm. so i think um i think it changes everything actually i think the way you think about you impacts how you relate to him, how you relate to yeah. other people, what comes out of your mouth, how you behave. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's very scriptural. You know, we see Jesus' example is he, he functions as a son. Mm. Right at the beginning yeah. of his ministry, the father says, this is, my, this is my son, I'm well pleased with him. And yeah. that, then Jesus models to us how to live in relationship with the father as a son. Everything he does come out comes out of that space. Mm. And so... yeah. I think it's I think it's huge, and I, I remember hearing a preacher once say something like, uh, "God knows who we are, the angels know who we are, the devil knows who we are. It's just us who don't really know yeah. who we are." Oh, it's so yeah. true. And um, yeah. I think you know the enemy is on a mission to lie to us about our identity. Yeah. He knows that if we really understand who we are, then we will be unstoppable yeah. because we'll know that God's our father and we'll know what's available to us and we'll be secure and we'll know our authority. And so he's mm. just, it's a huge area of attack, I think, for the enemy to, yeah. to get the church to not really get who they are. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So. It makes me think of the um, emotionally healthy spirituality stuff as well about like know yourself that you you can know god or like if you know in trying to know god you have to kind of understand yourself as well it's a two-part process isn't it would would you agree with that yeah i think i think they go hand in hand i think the more you the more you know who god is the more you know who you are and vice versa yeah yeah so i think they're two they're two sides of the same coin i think yeah Mm. yeah I really like that actually jesus just sort of stripped it all back down to its basic sort of um the most important foundation with you and we can so often make it complicated can't we and i guess we're you know mother or colleague or we do this job or we have like you say we have that title and actually coming back to and within all of those sometimes we don't recognize our need and i've been thinking about this recently Mm. because god often speaks to me about me being self-reliant and I guess yeah. with kids, like they absolutely yeah. know, certainly up to a point that they need their parents and they sort of boldly rush in as well, don't they? Yeah. They boldly ask for things. That's that's the thing that I think of when you say about being childlike, like they come in and they don't often realise how cheeky what they're asking for is, um, but they just come in and there's that delight of them being with a parent. And I just think actually, yeah, coming back to that place of knowing that I'm a daughter just strips all this other stuff away because I think like identity really does feed it. When I think of identity, I think it feeds into so many different parts of our walks with Jesus. I mean, like things like comparison come out of this and then how we deal with conflict and about risk taking. And I was thinking about all of that, whereas if our identity is not secure, then all of that other stuff becomes really wobbly, doesn't it? Yeah, it's huge. I, I remember uh, when when God spoke to me about focusing on being a daughter, I had the revelation that when we get to heaven, it's the one title that will remain. Yeah. It's like we won't be mothers in heaven. Yeah. We won't be wives in heaven. Yeah. But we will still be daughters. Yeah. Mm. I love that. So, yeah, I think that was helpful for me. But, mm. I, but I think it's you have to constantly come back to it, don't you? Because 
you know, if you're in leadership or if you're a mum or if you're a wife, you, you can easily take those labels on. Yeah. But yeah. It, it actually the best, the way you can be the best leader possible, the best wife possible, the best mum possible is actually to stay at, keep being a daughter because mm. yeah. that, that's that's the best way to fulfil every other every other role I think mm. so in those early days of kind of feeling Jesus speak that to you what kind of came with that as like the early revelations of what it means to be a daughter what what's kind of been that learning journey <laughs> it's so funny how that you asked in the earlier days I feel like I was still really at the early days <laughs> honestly I'm like uh, I don't feel like I've, I've come through it okay now this is the beautiful revelation yeah, I've received yeah. um I mean I think I think I think the learning from children mm. is something that I love and I think more and more I just think gosh kids can teach us so much just some of the stuff you're mentioning joy and I, I like to think about that every so often mm. and think, how, how am I doing at being childlike? Yeah. And uh, the answer often is uh, <laughs> not doing very well, <laughs> a bit too serious. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember one time watching um, in a church meeting, watching this little girl dance around the front of the meeting, mm. right in the mid, like in the space at the front. No one else was there. She was like just having a lovely time dancing and <laughs> Like she, she shouldn't have been there. I mean, you know, you could argue she shouldn't have been there. Where's her parents? She's she's distracting everybody. <laughs> but honestly, I was looking at her and thinking, oh my gosh, Jesus, help me, help me, because I just thought <laughs> she yeah. is so she's so brave. Yeah. Um, and just didn't care what anyone thought. Was just loving, mm. just loving dancing around. I was like, gosh, Jesus, please give me boldness. I'm st- yeah. I'm so I'm so fearful of what people think. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 then it's a journey of repentance. So I think when mm. you recognise where your thinking isn't in line with what the Father says, it's it's a journey of repentance. Father, I I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's about changing how you think. Like why? What? Like for me, it's like okay, why am I fearful of what people think? It's trying yeah. to do the deep dive. Okay, mm. Father, where does this fear come from? Because just saying yeah. sorry and trying to behave differently usually doesn't work. Yeah, you usually yeah. have to try and work out where has this come from. And then yeah. just be with Jesus and ask him to help shift that thinking um, yeah. so that so that you increasingly become who, who God's called you to be. So I think that's part of it. I think I think recognizing lies. I don't know if you guys have been mm. on this journey, but I think the enemy is of, well, he's a liar. Yeah. That's all he can yeah. do. He can just lie. So yeah. a huge part of the journey has been learning to recognize lies and deal with them well mm. so that yeah. I don't listen to them. I don't, yeah. know if you, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced experienced that journey of the lies. and Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it today, actually. And I was just thinking about how um, it takes quite a lot of time, doesn't it, just to kind of do that processing. It takes it takes like um a certain mindset and and holy spirit absolute wonderful counselor help to spot a lie but then Mm. even once you've spotted it it just it takes so much time doesn't it to break it down and figure out like well what is what's the core of what's being said here like what does it attack in me where does it hurt Mm. like and and then realizing well what do I believe about myself that this is having impact and that whole pro and then what what can I replace it with what's true what can I replace it with what Jesus speaks over me that whole process takes so much time doesn't it Mm. (laughs) yeah we've talked before like me and Joy have talked before about just how busy we all sort of seem to that sort of seems like quite a idol in culture doesn't it to be busy it's quite a defining feature of people's lives I'm busy or how are you I'm tired because I'm busy and um, (laughs) just sort of taking that time to figure all that stuff out is so valuable isn't it but so hard to protect and guard from other pressures yeah and sometimes we also don't want to do that work if we're really honest because (laughs) you know like when you said about the deep dive into what's going on I'm totally with you Wendy um, I, I often think I want to get to the root of this. I don't want to sort of prune the around the edges. I really want to like get yeah. right to the root of it. But that is scary mm-hmm. and tiring, like you were saying, Hannah. And, um, you know, so I was thinking of examples for me of if I'm in a church situation and there's someone who's incredibly gifted, fine. If they're gifted in the same area as me, trickier. 
Um, and then you can easily feel that sense of um, being threatened. And you can leave it there and just go, oh, I just, I don't really like that person. Don't really like how yeah. they did that. You can do that, um, which I've done. Or you can go with the Holy Spirit prompting of like, so what's what's that about yeah. then? What's Why going on? am yeah. I feeling like that? Um, what What's going on there? And I was thinking about it in relation to your book, Wendy, because you speak about it at the beginning of your book about leading as sons and daughters, I think, where you were in a meeting and it was you were waiting for your turn to get up and speak or something. Yes, and, it was, yes. and the sense of sort of, well, this is this is my moment and I'm, you know, I'm good at this and this person might be seen in my limelight. And it's all of that stuff that we don't like to admit, but totally yeah. goes on. And I know it goes on in my heart. I'm hoping I'm not yeah. alone and everyone listening. Um, <laughs> but that, but, but to actually do that work of like, okay, father, like what, like what's going on here? Why am I reacting like that? And often yeah. it is because of that insecurity of like, why do I think that their gifting, them being amazing at something somehow threatens me? There's something mm -hmm. wrong in my thinking there. And so like you were then saying, Wendy, about like taking that captive and working that through. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's not just, I think, I think we, we need to be upskilled, I think, in the church of how to do this well. Because I think we... Yeah, can often often think we just need to recognise the lie and stop believing it. Speak out the truth, and then bish bash bosh, we're done. Whereas yeah. I just it, for it, for me, it's 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 usually involves the heart. Yeah, it's it's not it's not normally. I'm just going to change the way I think, mm. and boom, I'm just suddenly going to think differently. Usually, what you think flows out of what's in your heart. Mm. Um, so. It, for me, it's, yeah, it's sitting with the Holy Spirit and asking him, okay, where does this come from? Why am I thinking like this? Like with your with your example, why am I thinking that if someone else is amazing, I'm not amazing? Mm -mm. And usually it's to do with a value thing. Yeah. Um, a, a lie about, um, maybe lie about the father. If he blesses mm -hmm. one person, there's not enough blessing yeah. to go around. Or there's, so I think it's trying to identify that stuff that's in your mm. heart. Yeah, and then when you change your thinking, it, it they they match up together as opposed to trying to wrestle through. I'm just going to think differently, but your heart is still, yeah. you know, if you don't address what's in your heart, it's very difficult to change your thinking. Yeah, um, yeah. We've talked quite a lot on um, podcasts before, haven't we, Joy? As well, like how emotions are so helpful, aren't they, in like revealing what's really there? And you can think like yeah I'm so content and then suddenly like you feel painfully envious or jealous or something yeah. I like, oh maybe not quite as much as I thought they yeah. So yeah they're very helpful aren't they they're helpful yeah. in sort of exposing what do we really believe what do we really value and yeah and where is that coming out they are yeah. helpful but I also think sometimes they lead us completely in the wrong direction because we can wake yeah, up someday yeah. and you know as girls we know what that's like we wake up like I feel fat today well that doesn't necessarily mean that I am or I yeah. feel like God doesn't love me well that doesn't mean that he doesn't or we can we can easily then sort of change what we think is true based on faulty feelings true. Um, and then so I think that comes back to like speaking truth over ourselves of like what is the truth here like objectively regardless yeah. of whether I feel it or not yeah. um because I don't always feel like a child of God yeah, um true but objectively I know absolutely that's true um yeah. and then it makes us less like this and yeah. more sort of like um but so it is tricky with feelings isn't yeah. it because sometimes they're really helpful I think it's whether we master them or we're mastered by them is the tricky thing yeah, and I think it's got to be the heart and the thinking. I think yeah. both. As, I think that's as well. I think I think it's very difficult to grow in your identity in isolation. I think really, I think you really need community. Mm. So a lot of my dealing with identity has been done with community. For example, I'm believing a lie. Um, well, I think it's a lie, and I'm going to go and say to a friend, "Hey, can yeah. you help me? I, I'm I think this is a lie." I need to speak it out or, or areas. I'll tell you what's been a big part of it is dealing with shame. Mm -hmm. So um, I think times when I've felt shame, because I think shame robs you of identity because yeah. it makes you want to hide. Mm. So I think it's, it's even things like a huge part for me in terms of stepping into my identity has been being open and honest about stuff I feel shame about. Yeah. 
because it breaks the shame and helps you increasingly step into the truth. Mm. Whereas I think often, you know, I think often we we keep stuff hidden and that that totally robs us of identity. Yeah. Because if you think back back in the garden, it was it was fear and shame Mm. that made Adam and Eve hide. Yeah. And they they totally lost who they were. So Mm. I think I think shame is a huge identity robber. Yeah. And we can, we can only get free of it when we're in community and we're we're being authentic and honest and mm. sharing our hearts. So I think we definitely need community to help us on this journey. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. It's also like with anything that's hidden, it's where the enemy comes and accuses, doesn't it? Um, whereas immediately, as soon as you sort of confess it or get it out, then it loses so much of its power, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it's really important. Yeah. But I was thinking, so I'd shared about an example of where I sometimes have identity battles. And so one of the things I was wondering about with the both of you are, are there situations where you particularly find the battle with your identity harder or times where you, yeah, just think, oh, I'm struggling to hold on to what I believe, what I know to be true. Hannah, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can do. Yeah, (laughs) I had, um, it's funny, actually, because I had a rich don't ever really do retreat days had a retreat day a little while ago I think we've told you about it Joy and um I you know you mentioned about time with the Holy Spirit Wendy as well and just sort of seeing what has he got to say to us I felt he was really kind to me because I had quite a hard year and um I had this retreat day and I think Holy Spirit knew she's only got five hours let's just delve it and I was I was I was like just give it to me now give it to me now I really need it Holy Spirit so I'm, I'm here Off, I've offloaded I just want to hear it whatever you've got to um to bring so I just I thought of that when you were talking about time with Holy Spirit Wendy because it's just however much time like if it's a lot if it's a little like he's he's so kind isn't he he's so kind mm. to like rush in and meet us where we're at and he knows exactly what to say and I think on this day I didn't really have I didn't I think because I felt so beyond my own understanding of the situation I didn't really have an agenda of I want you to speak into this or I want you to speak into that I was just like what do you need to tell me what do you need to tell me and he just he just spoke um he spoke about reviving and I think I realized like you've you've been talking about all those different labels, Wendy. I think I just realised how because it had been quite a hard time. I've focused on the kids. Like you always, I make sure the kids are okay. Do they have mm. they realised what's going on? Like I don't really want them to see all of this. Trying to guard them from that. Mm. Thinking about like John trying to protect that and guard that, and then aware of like others around me and friendships and trying to kind of guard those friendships and also not knowing always what to say where to certain people and I don't think any of those things were wrong but I think like you're saying you sometimes you just especially when you're under pressure you're functioning on so many different levels to so many different people Mm. it can be really hard just to remember fundamentally one day I'm gonna face you on my own Jesus (laughs) yeah praise the Lord because of your grace you're just gonna like bear hug me in because of what you've done for me but um I'm not going to take anyone with me on that day I'm not going to take my friend down the road I'm not going to take any of my family it'll just be me and Jesus Mm. and that oh even as I say it you get that lovely tingly (laughs) feeling of like I cannot wait to meet him come back Jesus Jesus, I know (laughs) and uh, there's there's something like quite releasing in that as well as quite sobering in that isn't there of like I can't I'm not going to be able to like explain things away to him or as if I'll really I mean I don't think I'm going to do anything other than just sit like <laughs> awestruck oh my word um but yeah it's just nothing is going to matter aside from he's there before me and I am here before him and I am his and he's mine now for mm. eternity so I think that's a bit of a, off on a tangent. It's not really a specific identity thing that I struggle with. I suppose other than just sort of remembering, like you're saying, Wendy, the core of who I am and not getting too caught mm. up in all your responsibilities yeah. and all the different yeah. roles and 
relationships that you have in life and there are many aren't there but I find part of the reason I wanted to go on that day is because I'd felt like the noise around me had got so loud I couldn't hear clearly and I love Holy Spirit I love like to hear and speak to me and I love that conversation time but I felt like there's so much noise I can't think straight I can't even I'm struggling even to just hear you Holy Spirit I need to get somewhere to silence this out I need to offload all of this junk that I'm feeling and I need to intentionally leave space then for you to come and speak to me Mm. um so I don't know just yeah it's those responsibilities isn't it in life they get so loud sometimes that it's hard to kind of focus on what is he asking me to do Mm, what does he want even even in a day even just one day just to shake off like right I've got this job this job to do yeah not that they're unimportant and I think he knows then they're important but not to be guided entirely by that and Mm. it's Mm. challenging isn't it I've rambled there but I I love it but I love that you (laughs) took that time out I think that's so good yeah so so good yeah yeah, well, I yeah. haven't done it. That was quite a while ago. And I'm like, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, probably do another one, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> but it's, really... it's it's hard otherwise, isn't it? You do need some silence. And I quite mm. like, I'm, ec- I'm quite extroverted. I quite like the mess of people all around. Okay. Um, so I'm not one to automatically take the time aside, but it, you really do need it, don't you? Extrovert or introvert, you can't put it down to personality type. We all need so, time alone with Jesus. Yeah, and, and and also introverts need community as well. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think for me, um, there's different spaces I would say that I would wrestle with lies or the enemy would try to undermine me. I think one would be if I'm ministering in a new space and I don't know many people, I think for me, I'm so relational that relational connection brings safety. Mm. So I think if I'm in a space and I'm doing stuff where I don't know many people, I can, I can wrestle a bit with, is this okay? What do people think? Should I be here? Have I just overstepped the mark? Et cetera, et cetera. I think the other space I have to be really careful of is when I, when I make mistakes and get stuff wrong, Yeah, I can be quite hard on myself and um and that's not what the father's like at all yeah um so i think i have to keep an eye on that and just help ask friends to help me identify Mm. that and not come under my own my own accusation not even the enemy's accusation (laughs) i'm I'm pretty good at accusing myself actually um yeah and and i think there's lies interestingly i think sometimes around uh, I, I've obviously being single, not having children, running my own ministry. I've got I can spend loads of time with Jesus, but I still have to wrestle with thinking: Is this okay? Like I feel like you know you feel like you're not being productive, wasting yeah, your time, yeah, sure. not not achieving enough. So even that, I have to think through. Okay, this is okay for me to spend time this this time with Jesus and not have to be doing what seems to be more productive things. So. There's mm. different, yeah, different spaces, I think, where I can, I, I know that these will be, like, points where the enemy will try and get in. Mm. I think it's help, helpful to know. Yeah. yeah. I, I identify with a lot of those as well. And I was thinking that for me, um, sometimes I can struggle with identity off the back of people's criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Hannah and I have just put out a podcast about approval and that sort of then you're back in that space of what are they saying about me? What do they think about me? What are they labeling me with all of that stuff of people's opinions? Um, And then the other space I think where I have to battle with identity is if you're in a place where you're sinning in the same area a lot. Right. Yes. um, Where, you know, you've done something wrong, you've been convicted of it, you repent of it, and then you do the same thing again five seconds later, and you're like, oh, no. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Joy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I, I know, know, all right, I'll take that. That's just me then. Um, I'm the only one in the world that does that. That's fine. Um, and, um, but I think that, like, again, sort of the forgiveness, coming back boldly to the throne of grace and keep doing that, repetitively um after a while because I I don't know about you maybe this is just me again but you can easily fall into oh I've had a pretty good day today I don't think I've done that much 
stuff wrong. Um, but then there are other days. <laughs> that's obviously not true, everyone. I do stuff wrong all the time. But then there are other days where you're painfully aware of your sin. Um, and I think those days, um, I guess I'm, I'm more realistic because I'm, I've got a better understanding of my sin. But I find it a lot harder then to sit in that place again of I'm his daughter, I'm forgiven, I'm in white yes. robes, all yes. of that. And I've just had a lot of time in my time with Jesus recently where he's sort of said, he's just said to me very clearly, like, look down at what you're wearing as in you're dressed in white robes. Um, wow. And just found that really powerful for me in that space of, yeah, if you're getting stuff wrong, if you're mucking up, if you're sinning, if you're not living up to your own expectations, then actually, again, coming back to that place of like, oh, I'm a child of God, like he saved yeah. me, he's washed me clean, all of that stuff. So I, yeah. I definitely find that an area for me of if I'm, if I'm mucking it up, if I'm aware, I am always mucking it up, but if I'm aware yeah. that I'm mucking it up, then, then that's the hardest place yeah. for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I remember, um, it's interesting, I think also the journey is trying to see yourself through the Father's eyes. Mm. And I think the Father's eyes are very different to our own eyes. Yeah, um, totally. I remember coming, I remember sitting with Jesus at the end of a work day a few years ago, and I was just analysing my day. I don't know if you guys do that, but mm. it's never very helpful, to be fair. <laughs> Analysis of my day never comes out. Oh, all these are all the, these are all the amazing things I did. Yeah. So I was analysing my day and thinking through all the things that I wish I'd done differently. Mm. Um, and I felt the father just stopped me mid, mid-analyse. He was like, Wendy, you need to stop it. That is not how I see the day. Mm. It's just not what I see. Yeah. He said to me, when I look at you, I see the gold. I mm. don't see all of that stuff. Yeah. And it was a, it was a light bulb moment for me. Because I was like, gosh, he, he really looks at me so differently to how mm. I look at myself. And I've, that's an issue. I need, to, yeah. I need my thinking to change, to see myself as he sees me. And so yeah. for a few mornings, I woke up in the morning and just said, okay, Father, tell me what gold you're seeing in me today. Mm. And it's, it's, it's interesting because even some people hearing this might feel awkward about that. Yeah. I think sometimes when we talk about identity, people are like, you're going to become proud. Yeah. You shouldn't focus so much on yourself. Mm you should it's going to just puff you up and we're not meant mm. to be proud we're meant to be humble and it's awkward to hear all that and it's good to be very aware of your sin and yeah and I just I, I think my experience is the more I've got revelation of who God says I am the more absolutely stunned I've been by his grace yeah Mm, yeah, for me, for me, it's actually led to worship and and yeah. more, more. Wow, you know, I just think when you <laughs> when you sing something like "Amazing Grace," yeah, I think if you've got a revelation of your identity, you're going to sing it like you mean it because you're like, "What the heck have you done, Jesus?" Because I know what I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and this yeah. is what yeah. you've done. So I think for me, it actually has provoked worship. Yeah not pride at all yeah because it's all by his grace yeah so yeah, absolutely yeah it's so true so I was gonna ask you Wendy like having um thought quite a bit about identity and who you are and Jesus speaking to you about being his daughter have you got any stories or anything that immediately springs to mind of what you know you've done differently on the back of that revelation or any risks you've taken or anything like that that you think you probably wouldn't have had you not realized who you were uh yeah I mean I think yes the answer would be there are lots there would be lots of stories um yeah she's put you on the spot now yeah I know it's fine I think um do you know what I think I think one thing one difference it's made I don't know if I can think of a specific story I'll see what pops into my head as I speak but one thing one difference is I think I'm I tend to be way less uptight and quite mm. a bit more fun <laughs> um, than, than I used to be so I'm just much less concerned about what people think I mean mm. I'm not completely free mm. but I'm much yeah. less uptight than I used to be um uh, so that that's it's interesting. One of the fruits is a bit more lightness. Yeah. 
bit more lightness, bit yeah. more chilled out. Um, yeah. I think t- in terms of risks, I mean, there's been lots of risks I've taken over the years. And I think what what I've learned is, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one story. I remember when I was first trying to get words of knowledge for healing and uh, I was petrified and <laughs> would make it very vague and, you know, uh, and not 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 even ask people whether they were healed. You know, I was so nervous about the whole thing. <laughs> I remember one time at church bringing some words and I felt before I brought the word, a thought in my head, no one's going to respond. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to mm. go for it anyway. Yeah. So I brought the word and I said, I'll be at the back of the room if you want to respond. Because at that point, I didn't want people to come to the front because I didn't want anyone to see what was going on. So (laughs) I I stood at the back of the room and nobody came. Mm. And the father said to me, this is fun, isn't it? (laughs) I thought to myself, myself, not really. Um, But do you know know what? It was actually really fun because because what I learned in that moment is he he wasn't bothered about Mm, the outcome. He was looking for my obedience and and me giving it a go. So I think... When you when you take risks like that and you lean into the risk and you mm, as you do yeah. that you get to learn more about the father and you get to learn that he he really isn't bothered about the outcome really yeah. he's looking for you to say yes to him and give it a go and then it yeah. helps you the next time you're like okay well I know that I got it wrong before and nobody died everyone's okay I was fine <laughs> you know and so it, it kind of lifts the pressure off so I think yeah it's a great journey to go on. I remember having a time where I'd been saying no to preaching for ages and God had been talking to me about it and I'd been trying to ignore that. And then I I finally did it. I finally did it in church. And when I sat down, I remember just just having an overwhelming sense of his delight in me. And it wasn't a delight of how I delivered it or anything else. It was just a delight, like you saying, that I'd said yes and I'd done it. Yeah, and I, I re- that really impacted me. Uh, like it's the thing I can remember the most. Like not what other people said or anything else. And I just I just sat down and remember just weeping because I yeah. was just really overcome with his delight. But I remember thinking, oh, you sort of saying to him, oh, are you pleased because I said this, or pleased I said that. But I'd just really had the overwhelming sense. No, you you did it. You were you were nervous and you were scared, but you did what I asked you to do. And I. And I just remember that being really precious. Uh, again, yeah. realizing, yeah, God, you see things totally differently to me. Where I might yeah. have been like, oh, I should have said that, should have done this, should have. He was just like, you obeyed me, you did, yeah. you know. And yeah. I, I, I remember um, it was it's funny because I've had that before. Like, it's a really good discipline is to listen to what the father thinks before your yeah. before your own thoughts and before anyone else's <laughs> thoughts. And it it, yeah. it, it, it's, it got a lot easier to do. The rubber hit the road for me when I'd done a, t- a really bad job. Oh. <laughs> I'd really messed up and I was sat with the father. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> and, he's, and he's still, he still spoke that delight over me. That was, yeah. that was hard to hear because we're yeah. so caught yeah. up in your identity is linked in your performance and what mm. you do. And it's all the time you're performing well. That's great. But it, the rubber hits the road yeah. when you don't do such a good job. Mm. That's what yeah. really exposes what you think about yourself. Yeah, so true. When you're not doing, when you don't do so well, you're like, oh gosh, I don't think I've really got this revelation. Mm. It's yeah. still, it's still <laughs> definitely in my performance. Um, help, help me, Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's um, man, got so much to learn still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But was, you're on to new ventures still, though. You've just started your new ministry then. So how did that come about and, and what are you doing with that? Uh, well, yeah, I, th- I think well, God was very kind. So it, I, I did it off the back of many prophetic words, just lots lots of prophetic stuff about travel, new adventures. Um, so, yeah, did it a, launched it a couple of years ago, just before we went into COVID, actually. So that was jolly fun. <laughs> but yeah it's um it's been amazing really but I think I think I think the journey has been you know you build a history with God don't you in terms of trust and knowing his heart and knowing how good he is which then sets you up for the stuff he's called you to so I think stopping working for the king's arms trusting him for finance yeah you know leaving my leaving the secure job to travel then going into lockdown like okay god we don't know what this is about but mm. yeah but he's been he's been so good he's been so so good and i think it's 
yes, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly just living the dream of having time with Jesus and trying to do what he's asking me to do. And I honestly don't really know what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> just literally trying to follow him and, yeah. you know, tr- going, going and traveling, trusting him to build connections, yeah. tr- trusting him to get a team. And uh, on the pro in the process, he's still doing deep work in my heart and I'm still trying to become more like him. Mm. So even the last two weeks, he's been putting his finger on the fear mm. of rejection. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really painful. Mm. But yeah. so good. Mm. So yeah. good. So, yeah, I just, I don't think we ever arrive, do we? No. No, I think it's quite hilarious in life as well. <laughs> like, you know, you're talking about, um, like, we beat ourselves up. And I can really relate to that as well of, like, you know, I'm such a harsh critic on myself. And that's such a hindrance to me in so many ways. But then at the same time, I'm kind of aware this isn't even as bad as you think it is, though. Yeah. Like the depth of it is right. yeah. so much worse, but his grace is so much bigger. And you just, I don't know, do you think the older you get, the re- the more you realise, like, I think I actually know nothing. And yes. then it makes, <laughs> it makes you realise, you know, like that proverb, lean not on your own understanding. That becomes, like, not something that I'm going to really try and change where I'm like leaning on my under to just being like okay that's just what I have to do to function today yeah yeah so true I definitely feel like that the more the older I'm getting the more I feel like I don't know what I'm doing but I actually I actually really love that yeah I'm so so, I would so much rather be in a place of father I have no idea Mm. because that for me feels a lot more childlike than I'm just going to crack on and do it in my yeah. own strength. Yeah. I think I, I, yeah. I want I want to be completely dependent on him, and I am. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know how I'm doing what I'm doing, and I and I love being called to do stuff that I can't do. Yeah, because I, yeah. I think that's the best. Yeah. I think I think if if what you're feeling called to, you can do in your own strength. Mm. It's not big enough. Yeah, because yeah. I think if if, if yeah. you can't, if you can't do it, you have to lean on Jesus, and that's just yeah. so much better. Yeah, um, yeah, but even even recently, I've been praying, Jesus. I lo- I love you so much, and yet I hardly know you. That's what mm. I feel like I'm praying at the moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just feel like, yeah, if we think we know Jesus, I just think what he's so mm. amazing. We've only literally yeah. scratched the surface of what he's yeah. really like. Yeah. So anyway, and he's yeah. just so unpredictable, isn't he? You kind of think you've like got him nailed a little bit maybe in this area here and then he just goes and does something totally (laughs) different or unexpected and then it's so you have to just keep journeying day by day don't you Mm. because what happened last week might not be what's going to happen next week it's not a it's yeah. not formulaic or a pattern no. like that, is it? No. Yeah, it's not. And I love that. It's it's much yeah. more a dance. Yeah. It's like a, it's yeah. like a dance. Yeah, um, yeah. And the, yeah. The, the the trick is to try and let him lead. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. not always straightforward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And believe him when he says what he says, because that's the other thing is that we can ask him for the truth of how he sees us, and um, and but then not really believe it. Um, And then we're still stuck in that same thing of like, we've asked him for the truth of it and he's told us. And then we just like, well, I think I'm going to believe what I say about myself rather than what you say about me, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, But that's, that's, that's a, that's a good thing to just be thinking about because I think we have to realize it, it takes however many days to change a pattern of thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I, 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 this is a good challenge for you guys and whoever's listening. You, you're going to love me for this, but it'd be a, it'd be a great uh, something I've done sporadically is is <clears throat> look at myself in the mirror mm. and then speak truth over myself. And I, mm. I tell you, it is awkward. Mm. Yeah. I, I remember when I first tried to do it, I could not look at myself in the mirror. I really did not like what I was seeing. Mm. and I've had to push through and now and so I, I I can do it now I can look at myself and I can speak truth over myself that Jesus says and if you want to push it a little bit further have a friend next to you watching oh no oh, oh, no. oh no oh I was with you I was with you until that point <laughs> <laughs> we've got thrown. to do it now though we've thrown. got to do it oh, no. yeah I tell you, it's so powerful uh, because because when you're looking at yourself, 
you can't hide. You know, it's easy to it's easy to chant the truth. Oh, I am a child of God. I'm loved. I'm beautiful. Mm. I'm I'm a daughter. But when you're looking yourself in the eye, mm. yeah, or you've got a friend with you looking you in the eye, yeah. and you're trying to speak truth to to them. I tell you, it reveals what's in your heart like nothing mm, else. Yeah, yeah definitely. Bet it does. I bet it does. Yeah, because sometimes... And you know you were saying... Oh, sorry, Joy. You know you were saying, Wendy, about um, you have to do it so many times to change a habit. I was reading psychologists say, oh, not so many days. She was saying it's not just about the length of time in like time period days, but it's the consistency at which you do it so... You look in that mirror 20 times a day, hopefully you'll change that habit quicker. Come on. And if it's once a day, yeah. Come on. <laughs> mm, yeah. Joy, Joy, you don't seem very happy about that. Wow. I, I'm all right looking at myself in the mirror and saying that stuff to me, but, oh, I don't know. Well, you've challenged me to do it now, so I'm going to have to... No, I have to think about doing it. But um, <laughs> I do she looks so happy about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know whether you ever have this, but where I'll be saying truth to other people and then I just hear God saying to me, do you know that, Joy? <laughs> yeah. Do you believe that? And I'll be like, you know, saying to them, you know, he's, he's equipped you, he's called you, he's gifted you and all these amazing things, la, 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 la. He's saved you, he's wiped all your sin away. And then the, just that little voice going, do you know yeah. that? And yeah. you think, shh. Yeah. I'll deal with that later. Yeah. It's so true. I think one of the things God's speaking to me about in this season is I'm. it's much more comfortable for me to give than to receive. Yeah. That's what he's speaking to me about. And it's absolutely yeah. nailing, nailing me. And it's a value issue. Why mm. am I struggling to receive? Yeah. I don't think I'm valuable enough. Mm. That is an identity issue yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. We talked, do you know, that we talked about that. We were looking at um, the Good Samaritan, um, Good Samaritan parable in our hope group and someone said, you know, we're talking about lessons learned from that and some people said, like, I'm going to take from this. Would I be willing to receive help from someone that I don't consider a friend? Or like, I was like, mm, yeah. yeah, that really made me think as well about receiving I find receiving help hard anyway but then receiving it from someone you consider yeah not you know not mm. a problem but it's just it's challenging isn't it yeah, it's provoking yeah definitely it is. Provoking. <laughs> yeah it's good though yeah really good there was one more thing that had come to mind when I was thinking about this and I don't often get this with the podcast you'll you'll know this Hannah but um I was chatting to someone because I'm a prison chaplain, Wendy, and I was chatting to a girl in prison and she was talking about all these labels that have been put on her over life. Um, And then I was talking to her about God and she just said to me, "Um, I'm too complicated for him. Like, I'm too complicated because I guess she's been told that throughout her life. She's got all these labels on her. She can barely understand herself. And when I was thinking about it, I just um, had a really strong sense before this podcast that there are people listening that feel like that that actually might have said to God, I'm too complicated for you, God. Like, I can barely understand myself. How can you understand me? Um, and and so if that is right, if there are people listening and that is you, I felt like I just really wanted to say that you are fully known and fully understood and fully loved, which is the most amazing thing. I think we all want to be fully loved, but to be fully known and fully loved is quite a profound thing. So I'm just going to put that out there. I don't often have that a sense with the podcast, but I just really felt it for this one of like, you're not too complicated for God. He totally gets you. He knows you. He knows the ins and outs, even if other people don't understand you, even if you don't understand yeah. you, which yeah. we've talked about a lot, Hannah, haven't we? I mean, how many times have we sat on this yeah. and gone, I don't yeah. even know what's going through my <laughs> mind, but Jesus suddenly convicts me or yeah. shows me the way. And you're like, Oh, that was in me all along and yeah. he's he's known it and he's understood it and he's and he still loved me and like with all of that and so amazing so good i'd really felt that yeah um, is there anything you get you girls want to say before we finish or i guess we could talk for hours really on this couldn't we it's good I, I think just on what you just shared joy i think i would i would yeah just i love that that god said that to you and i think it's really important to be mindful that the enemy is a liar and that he i tell you just i'll finish with this actually i think it's really helpful when you hear lies like that to unravel the lie and try and work out why would the enemy want me to believe that yeah 
Absolutely. Because actually, I think if we can learn to unravel lies, we can actually identify our calling. Because mm. the enemy likes to give us themes of lies. Mm. Yeah. So I'll give you, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you an easy no, like example. That. I'll give you an easy example. Um, when my mum had cancer, I was praying first for healing, and then I thought to myself at one point, I don't think my prayers are making a difference. Right? Mm. That's an easy lie to identify because obviously the Bible says the prayers of a righteous person are power of, powerful and effective. But I remember unraveling the line. I remember thinking, okay, why would the enemy want me to think that my prayers aren't going to make a difference? Yeah. yeah. Well, because he wants me to stop praying. Mm. Why yeah. does he want me to stop praying? Because my prayers are powerful and effective. Mm. So what yeah. am I going to yeah. do? I think I'll keep praying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so with Bit the... Too. <laughs> yeah, if someone's thinking I'm too complicated, why would the enemy want you to think you're too complicated for God? Mm. Well, because he wants you to withdraw... He doesn't mm. want you to trust. Mm. He wants you to feel hopeless. Yeah. Why does he want all that? Because he knows that if you go to God, he's, he, he completely understands you and he's got, a, he's got a purpose for your life and he's got freedom for you. So mm. what are you going to do? Oh, I think I'll lean into, I think I'll lean into God. I yeah. think I'll go to him. Yeah. And what I love about this mm. is that you can take the enemy's weapon that he's trying to use against yeah. you and you can spin it round and stick it through his head. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm actually yeah. going to use this thing that you're, gonna, you're trying to take me out with yeah. to actually lean into the truth. Mm. And I, I love the thought of doing that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah quite motivating that is isn't it yeah that's a, that's a great thought to finish on thank you so much yeah. wendy for coming on our podcast pleasure um how can have you got any details about how people can i don't know follow you or get more info about what you're doing yeah i've got in, i've got Insta, instagram just wendy man or i've got a website wendymanequip.com excellent we'll have a little look yeah very welcome to love to connect with people wonderful Thank you so much. Well, everyone, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Have a good couple of weeks. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at thenotsoperfectchristianlife.com.